Welcome to one of the most listened to music news podcasts in the world, SGNP, with your host, Darren Sutherland. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, artists, and entertainers about their faith, family, and careers. This is information you will not find anywhere else on radio, web, or in a magazine, but only firsthand on SGNP. SGNP is brought to you by Tocoa Falls College in Tocoa Falls, Georgia. For more information on TFC, call 706-886-7299 or visit them online at tfc.edu. That's tfc.edu. Since 1907, TFC, glorifying God through seeking and developing leaders who will impact the world for Jesus Christ. Southern Gospel News Podcast, the most listened to Southern Gospel Podcast in the whole world. I should say Gospel Podcast, Arthur, in the whole world. Because, man, last week, Linda Randall, what about that? Great interview. Great show. Great. And, and, you know, a couple weeks back, we had Charlie Daniels before that, T. Graham Brown before that, you know. But today, Arthur, we're going back home, so to speak, and one of the young men – that uh, basically, for lack of a better word, if he's going to carry the banner of the cross, he's he's preaching gloriously, but he also carries the banner of pure, what I call traditional Southern gospel music, as well as anyone in the industry for a young guy. We got Josh Franks coming on with us today, Arthur. Yeah, going to be good. And he's a friend of yours, ain't he? A member he, of the. Uh, he, he he is one of my board members. He's yes. one of your board members up there at Southern Gospel Music Association Hall of Fame. Hey, the 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 ballots went out recently, did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah, nomination ballots went out, That's and uh, should be getting those back in uh, in a couple of weeks. And yeah. uh, well, they're already filtering in, but we should uh, deadline for that's a couple of weeks, I believe. That. You you want to give us any leads on who's got the inside track this year? You know what? <laughs> I haven't even. I haven't even looked at it. Uh, honestly, I haven't. I haven't looked at it, so I don't know. Well, anyway, whoever you know, whoever gets in is well deserved. 2019. You know, we're doing the year yeah. in review show today. Gerald Wolf, Jackie Wilburn. Um, who else? Who else was there? 2019. Um, Reuben Bean, and I'm missing one. Your buddy from the Kings. Gerald Wolf. The, no, I said Gerald. Gerald, Jackie. Oh, uh, Ernie Phillips. Yes, Ernie, Ernie Phillips. Phillips. Ernie Phillips was in there. Yeah. So it was a great, great year in review. So 2020, I know, promises to be a great year. Hey, folks, want to find out more about Southern Gospel News Podcast, jump on us on Facebook. You can see, be one of our 14, I'll go ahead and say 15,000 members, Arthur, because we got 14,900 members, and we keep growing every single day, and we talk about topics that relate to gospel music and relate to the Christian lifestyle. And we have a great time and a great fun with it. And it's just a great way to uh, group up with people that's of your like mind. I mean, we got folks from Canada that listen, Miss Claudette. She uh, plugs in all the time. And uh, folks from Ireland and England and all over the world. Florida and Alabama and even right there in the mountains of uh, East Tennessee where you're located, you know. So awesome. we, have a good, we have a good time with it. And uh, sometimes we... Push the envelope a little bit, but you know what? Hey, it's all fun. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to really be pushing those items in 2020, and we've got some great things to talk about coming up in 2020 in the coming weeks, so make sure you listen to SGNP on that. Arthur, you're about to hit the road, so in the coming weeks we'll be talking about the Kingdom Heirs out on the road traveling um, week to week to week, living the friend, leaving the friendly confines of Dollywood, leaving the friendly confines of sleeping at home with the wife, and now sleeping with Jeff Chapman. Life couldn't get any rougher, could it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Hey, here it comes. But you know what, Arthur? I know you're glad to see the fine folks all across the southeast. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, so so uh, it's, and, it's enough to keep it fun. And, yeah, and, uh, then you enjoy. got to, then you got the singing at sea coming. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be on that mission field called the Carnival Cruise Line or Norwegian Cruise Line or whatever that is in January. So that's that's always a blessing. 
Yes. That's all. That's always a blessing. Warm weather, yes. So we look look forward to that. You know what? Just be glad you ain't up there in September, October, and the hurricane weather's down there on one of those boats. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Hey, glad to report also that our good friend Jason Clark came through his heart surgery well. I know a lot of you have seen it on social media, but as one that's been through that same type of surgery myself, I can empathize with Jason and his lovely wife Kelly and what they're going through. Because, Arthur, you know, even though Jason went through it physically, Kelly went through it emotionally, sitting there watching her husband. And a lot of folks, if if you've never been through something like that, you don't know. Hey, we're going to take a break, pay some bills. Well, we don't really pay bills. We just put a commercial on because they pay to be here. Ain't that right, Arthur? That's right. (laughs) So... Carriage Kia of Woodstock is a proud partner with Southern Gospel News Podcast. No matter what kind of car you're looking for, Carriage Kia in Woodstock can help you find one and score. Carriage Kia in Woodstock, just off I-575 at the outlet malls, or visit them 24-7 at www.carriagekiawoodstock.com. Carriage Kia Woodstock, where the mountains end and the savings begin. Josh Franks. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for the invitation to join you guys today. It sounds like there's a lot of fun happening here. Josh, we have a we have a great time, and uh, Arthur will tell you, you just never know what's going to happen on SGMP. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so uh, here we go. Here we go. It's exciting. 
Hey, Josh, tell the fine folks out there that don't know you and your lovely wife, Ashley, about Josh and Ashley Franks, about your ministry, about your music ministry, about everything Josh is doing, and then we'll close the show out in five minutes, because if you tell everything, it'll take us an hour and a half. But no, just just tell us about your, 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 your what's going on in your lives right now, my friend. Boy, you're exactly right about that. Um well, let's start. Let's start by, uh, I guess, other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest thing ever happened to Josh Franks was marrying my wife, Ashley. Amen. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, she and I have been married for 12 years, and uh, so we're cel- we just celebrated our 12th wedding anniversary. So 12 years of what we like to call music, ministry, and marriage. And uh, we got married on uh, December the 8th, 2007. And actually, um, we sang together for the very first time. Well, we had sang together a little bit, uh, of course, while we were dating, but nothing really on stage or so forth. Uh, But uh, we went into the studio, recorded our first project together, and stepped on stage and did a full concert on New Year's Eve. So we just really celebrated our Twelfth uh, uh, year of music and ministry together, and then we have a little girl. She's nine years old. Uh, her name is Priscilla. Actually, she's going to be nine this Sunday, January the fifth. And then our little boy is Joshua Eli. We call him Eli, and he just turned six years old back in November. So we got a we got a wonderful family, and then uh, we travel uh, probably about. 75 dates or so a year now on the road, uh, along coast side of pastoring a church uh, in Savannah, Tennessee. And so uh, we got a music ministry on the road, evangelistical ministry, and then we're home every Sunday and uh, pastoring a church and here most every day during the week. And we're going a few days during the week to uh, minister and to travel, of course. But kids are in public school. Life is just grand and dandy. And I just can't uh, brag on the good Lord enough for all that he's done for our family and given to us and blessed us with. And uh, the church is on the move. We're getting ready to build a brand new sanctuary. And uh, so uh, it just, I could talk about that all day long and tell you about God's faithfulness. And you talk about the 2019 year and, and moving into the 2020 year. I can tell you this, God's been faithful in 2019 as he was in 2018 and 2017. And I believe that he's going to be just as faithful in 2020. So that's right. that's where we are and what's going on in our life. What do you do in your spare time, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I, I talk to two guys right now on the telephone and uh, in this podcast. That's what I do. <laughs> there, there we hey, go. There we hey, go. John, how do you how do you balance? Uh, traveling with uh, pastoring a church. I know you got to have a great support staff because it, man, that's a yeah, that's a full time job right there. Just pastoring the church, just keeping up with everything. Boy, I am very blessed. I have uh, I have a student pastor uh, who is really my right arm here in the church, and he does a tremendous job uh, taking care of things when I'm not around. But uh, then I have some other individuals. I have um, several ladies that help work in the church during the week and. They take care of some of the office work and some things that uh, I can't get done on my own. And you know, I'm always reminded of the um, of the little saying is, uh, and you you guys have probably heard it down through the years. I am what I am because somebody put me there. Sort of like the turtle on the fence post. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't have all the support and all the help of those around me, uh, I couldn't do what I do. So really and truly, uh, a lot of times people are patting myself on the back and talking about me and the things that I'm doing, but uh, really it's the people in the background, the unsung heroes, the people that most people never see. uh, Those are really the people that's uh, doing all the legwork. And uh, I'm just very fortunate that uh, I have those people who are there to help me and to do what I do. Got to have it. Yeah. No doubt. 2019, great year for everybody. I mean, great year, you know, Great year for you, Josh, and we we saw your career, how it's grown and watched from afar. But some big news happened in 2019, and some big things happened in 2019. Arthur, you'll agree with this, I'm sure, but what's some of the bigger stories in gospel music that you guys have saw in 2019 
that's going to affect the industry going forward? Do you you got anything off the top of your mind? I, I think right off the top of my mind, I'm thinking the retirement of the McCamies. Who's going to fill that void? It. If, if it can be filled, I don't think it'll ever totally be filled because the McCamies were such a special group. You know, the death of your good friend and gospel music icon, Dr. Jerry Goff, um, Josh, that happened in 2019. A lot of, lot of things. The passing of Lou Hildreth out in Texas, who, who was such a big influence to the gospel music world in Texas. And then the fan awards, the songs, the musical selections. And you see, for, for, for lack of a better word, the genre growing in different directions and moving forward. What are some of the big things that you guys have, uh, that you guys noticed in 2019 or can reflect upon in 2019? Boy, that's a, that's a big one. I, let me just say this, and then I'll let Arthur chime in on that. But uh, you talk about people filling their shoes, um, and I and and, and I, I agree. You know that old that old classic. Who's going to fill their shoes? Uh, and that that is a, a very true statement. While all along, there is only one Jerry Goff. There is only one McCamish, Uh and there'll never be another Doctor Goff. There'll never be another McCamish. And while I wish that we could say uh, we could fill their shoes, but the truth be known, for someone like Doctor Jerry Goff. Uh, it's impossible to fill those shoes because I look at a man who was larger than life. I look at a man who I would I would literally call Mr. Gospel Music, and I don't think that it's possible to fill their shoes. What I do think is possible, though, is that people can follow in the paths that have been created. And I think that what we have to do, instead of trying to fill those shoes, is to follow in uh, to those paths and to become who we are in our own self and our own individuals so that when our time comes and our passing leaves, that we can leave the heritage like Dr. Goff has left and like the McCainies have left. And I, and I think that, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you think this way, Arthur, because you're with the uh, Gospel Music Hall of Fame day in and day out, but, uh, but we're needing more individuals to become their own self, have their own identities so that they can be who they are and leave that legacy behind, uh, for, for the, for those in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's exactly what, you know, what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, preserve, uh, the history just so that we can see where we came from, you know, and, and so that, uh, when people come in, they can, you know, and, but I, I I agree totally with you. You know, you, we have to we have to become who we are and let the Lord uh, develop who we are for Him. And uh, absolutely, no doubt, change is coming in gospel music. We all see it, we all feel it, we all hear it. Folks say the crowds are passing away. Folks say the crowds are not passing away. Social media and the internet's taking a big toll. I mean, our show, a podcast, nobody had heard of a podcast two years ago. Really? I mean, they had heard of them, but nobody was doing a Southern Gospel podcast two years ago. We've seen unprecedented growth. Some areas we see growth, some areas we see decline. There's a decline in CD sales. Arthur, you never thought you'd be selling those little jump drives with your whole album on it, big as your pinky finger. What do you guys see in 2020 as some of the be? I mean, you guys are out there every day. Josh, you're traveling every day. You're seeing it from the pulpit and seeing it from the singing ministry stage. What are some of the changes on the positive realm that you're seeing that people don't notice? And they say, oh, this new stuff's not any good. Well, we all know new stuff can be good as well as bad, okay? But what's some of the positive things you're seeing, Josh? Well, what I think, and I, and I, I will agree that there are some areas that are uh, declining. There are some areas that are increasing, but but what I look at it in in what I try to do anyway is look at it in a larger picture. While you look at the podcast, while you look at the social media, uh, you look at the means of television, the power of television. Uh, we host a weekly show uh, in Atlanta on WATC TV fifty seven called the Josh and Ashley Show every Saturday afternoon at three thirty Eastern Standard Time. 
Um, you look at uh, all the means, at the, the, the phones, the apps on the phones, the way that you can listen in and so forth. While, while we may see decrease in others, there is an increase in other areas as well. So with that being said, I like to look at it in this way. I believe that we're at a place now to where we're able to carry this message further than we've ever been able to carry it before. Amen. While CD sales may be down, uh, that doesn't mean that our message isn't going forward. It doesn't mean uh, maybe the attendance in our crowds are not what they were years ago. But we're not living in that generation that we were years ago. Uh, there's so many things that people can go and do now. While I would love to see the multitudes of thousands gather in the arenas again and listen to gospel music, that doesn't mean that they're not getting it. Uh, you can stroll through Facebook every day and see hundreds of people posting songs and posting scripture. And, and, and there, of course there's, there's bad and everything, but, uh, there's still a lot of good out there and there's still a lot of good things that are happening for gospel music. And I don't want to just label it as in Southern gospel as well. I think in, in all across the board in gospel music, and we're being able now just even our church services, uh, you know, we have people in our sanctuary every service, but but now we're able to use our church services and broadcast a live service out of our sanctuary, and people are literally being able to watch it all over the world. No so doubt. if you take those people who are watching all over the world, plus those in the sanctuary, you still have your large crowds. They just may not always be there together, uh, but people are still watching it. And then the great thing is, they're able to watch it in the days and in the months and even the years past. They're able to go back and watch it. And so I think that what we have today is grand, and I'm thankful that the Lord has given men the wisdom and the knowledge uh, to create the media and, and what we have now to be able to reach people that we wouldn't be able to reach them 20 years ago. Yeah. So. I think all in all, we're doing better than we think we are. I, yeah. I, I love that. Josh, Josh, how old are you, by the way? I, I, I should have asked that because you, <laughs> and, and, cause let, me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You have the, you have the wisdom of someone much older. And, and Arthur, I don't, don't think I speak for myself. I think you'd, you'd, you'd agree with me. You've got yeah. the wisdom of someone much older than yourself. Okay. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Well, how old do you think I am? Let's ask that question. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm I'm thirty-four. Thirty-four. I'm close. I was close. You're I, close. I was close. Yeah. You're close. Only reason I said that is because you got a nine-year-old. So I was giving you, you know, you know, a few years. But you know, you like me. You started young, which is good because they'll be grown when you uh, when you're in your forties. Then you can have a lot of good times. You know what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I told my kids at Christmas a couple of weeks ago, and I've got a 25 and a 22-year-old. I said, you know, the greatest thing about being in your late forties, having a 25 and 22-year-old. And they said, what's that? And I said, I can still spend money on things I like to do and not have to worry about y'all because y'all are grown and out of college now and uh I, I, I can i can do what i want and uh, if i yep. want to buy a racetrack at 49 years old 50 years old i can buy a racetrack and nobody can say say nothing about it. i love what you say about how technology is helping move the gospel and you know you talked about in particular how your church service is now online people can come online and, and see see that um do you think do you think those out there that how do I say this correctly, those out there that really don't like change, what do you say to them, Josh? You're a leader in this business. A lot of people look up to you, man. And there's some guys out there and, and ladies that we know that say, I don't like it that CD cells aren't what they used to be. I don't like it that radio isn't what it used to be. And they haven't figured it out, but yet groups like the Ball Brothers and and, and folks like that are, are doing different things and they're getting out of the traditional gospel music box. What do you say to those folks from a ministry perspective and from a preacher perspective to, to kind of encourage those folks? Well, I can say this. Uh, I don't like CD sales not being what they were. A uh, few years ago, myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand. Uh, you know, hey, I, I think we all have taken a hit. Yeah. Um, but here, here, here's what I 
when I get back into the flesh of me, would love to say, oh, man, I'd love to have better CD sales. Um, of course, the flesh of me says, yes, we need CD sales. I mean, uh, the gospel is free, but what it takes to get the gospel message out there, it's not free, and it does cost. And and uh, there is finances that has to come in and, and so forth and so on. But then on the spiritual side of me, um, I have to be honest with you, and, and I have to say that um, uh, I think I think much of where we are today is people lack in their walk with Christ. Literally, their faith is is not where it needs to be. Are we going to trust God to to believe that what we're here as as His His, his children? What are we here to do? Um, of course, I would love to make multiply thousands and millions and have it in my pocket for CD sales, but. Uh, but in all reality, uh, we have to look at this thing for why we're really been placed upon this earth. And as Christians, uh, our goal is we're, we've been called to a mission. We have a mandate uh, to go into all the world. And he didn't tell us that uh, we were going to make multiply thousands or millions. And if we did, it's great. And, and I believe we ought to prosper. I believe we ought to succeed. I believe the Lord wants us to do that. Um, I believe the Lord wants us to be blessed. But I think we will be blessed if we follow the commandments of the Lord and do what God has simply called us to do. Psalm says, I've been young, but I'm older now, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen them begging for the seed of bread. And I think God's going to take care of us if we trust him. And so so for that saying, uh, I say this. Uh, we, we need to get our focus on where it needs to be. And there are lost people out there in this world today without the Lord Jesus Christ. And our mission in this gospel message is to take it to them and to present it to them. And I believe that the Lord will bless us for our efforts. I believe the Lord will take care of us financially. I believe in every area that, that God is able to do it. And um, so, so for me, of course, I would love... Uh, to have all that the world has to offer. Uh, but the greatest, and I'll just give you a quick example. Uh, this Christmas, I was able, I walked through a hospital room. A uh, man was laying there literally on his deathbed, and uh, tears flowing down his cheeks, and he, he, was, he was dying of COPD at the young age of 59, and um, lived a pretty rough life, and he said, I want to be saved. That, to me, when I began to... Uh, share the gospel with this gentleman. I didn't even have to begin to say, would you pray this prayer and repeat this prayer after me? But the conviction power of the Holy Spirit became over his life, and he started praying on his own. And uh, the Lord Jesus saved him right there laying in that hospital bed and changed his life. To me, that was the greatest gift uh, of a Christmas gift that anybody could give me uh, to see that a man was hanging in the balance between heaven and hell. And uh, God changed his life, and right there you could sense and feel the presence of the Lord. And so I think, I think God honors what we're doing, and I think that he honors uh, the kingdom heirs. I, I look at Arthur and the kingdom heirs. Man, what a platform those exactly. guys have. Yep. And every week to be able to share the gospel in the realm that they are, I think it's unbelievable. I think it's great. I think it's a blessing. And uh, I think God blesses those guys uh, for presenting the gospel the, the way that they do. And so uh, kiddos to Archer and the Kingdom Heirs and, and those at Dollywood who allow those guys to share the gospel, I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. And uh, I think we have to look at those things and see that, that God has his hand on that and and what he's doing is uh, is all for his glory and for his honor. And all that stuff that we want, we're not going to take to heaven with us. So that uh, we can work to save souls and see those souls in heaven, and that's what it's all about. Arthur, what you got? Yeah, uh, you're you're exactly right, Josh. And and you know we need to embrace the technology of the day to use uh, to to spread the gospel. Uh, you know, a lot of times we don't we don't think about it, but you know, even God used the technology of that day to bring Christ sure. into the world. You know, uh, he was prophesied 700 years before the birth of Christ ever came about. Well, he said, well, why why was that? Well, at that time. The Roman Empire had conquered most of the known world, and they had built roads into the world. That was the way the, 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 the word was supposed to be spread, was to go into all the world. How do you do that without roads, without a, a capability of doing that? And that's exactly what we Absolutely. Have. 
Yeah. So we have to embrace that. We have to we have to use it. And we and if you've listened to our program before, you know we've talked about that, and we just have to. We just have to, and I'm the world's worst at not doing that. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. I think we all are, because none of us like change. You no. know, none of us like yeah. change, but yeah. but uh, but we do have to embrace it, and we do have to move forward with that. And so, uh, absolutely, you're right on. Josh, I'm going to go back 60 years, and I'm going to ask you a question that was asked of another minister and another Southern gospel icon that's a member of the Hall of Fame, Hovey Lister, about 60 years ago by a writer from the Saturday Evening Post in Chicago, Illinois. All righty? Okay. The question is real simply, are you a minister or are you an entertainer? (laughs) Well, I can't remember exactly what Hovey's answer was, but I will give it like this. I think we're a little bit of both when it comes down to it. Bingo. You won the prize. Hovey said yes and yes. Next question. I love that, Josh. I love, <laughs> did I tell you it was old so, Arthur? Did I tell you? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, 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 a good, in a good way. Hey, you know a lot of these groups, and you mentioned change just a second ago, a lot of groups, and you, you've probably seen the threads on Facebook because you probably sit there with your wife or with your friends and say, hey, did you see the answer to this? Did you see the answer to this? Did you see this question this artist is you know, purposing or whatever? And a lot of the gospel artists right now are talking about change, and, and we've talked about change here today. Um, let, let's, let's, and, and it's hard to do this, but let's take the ministry point and step aside for just a second and just talk about the artistry of the music. Okay. Do you feel sure. like the artistry of the music has changed so much that we're isolating portions of our audience? Or do you think the artistry of the music is helping grow the, 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 the format? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I can say this. Um, if Elvis Presley today was singing the music that he sang, um, he would definitely not be considered rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, country music's not what country music was. So therefore, uh, I can say, is Southern gospel what it was uh, even 60 years ago with Hovey and the Statesman and and the Blackwood Brothers. Matter of fact, here's a prime example. I was watching last night uh, at home an old uh, show called the Johnny Cash Show. Yeah. And uh, the Blackwood Brothers was on there. Um, uh, let's see, who else was on there? The Oak Ridge Boys, as uh, they were in their full-time ministry of singing gospel. The Statler Brothers were there. Uh, Mahalia Jackson was on there, the Staple Singers. And then Dr. Billy Graham. Uh, and the music then is was even different than it is today, of course. Uh, but I just think, again, it, it, when we go back to it, it's just a changing of time. And I think it's the day and the generation that we're living in. And uh, I just think it's going to continue to change. But I also believe this. I believe that everything comes back into full circle at some point in some time. Uh, will it ever come back exactly the way that it was? Uh, no, but I can say an example, we have a lot of, of, uh, discussion today about the hymns of the church and the modern, uh, praise and worship. Um, and I, I can settle for both. I can appreciate both. Um, uh, in our church, we have a mixture of both. And I tell them all the time that, uh, some of the newer music that we're hearing today, uh, think about Amazing Grace. Think about when Bill and Gloria wrote Because He Lives. Or yeah. think about uh, Stuart Hamlin writing, uh, It Is No Secret What God Can Do. Had we not given those songs an opportunity to be heard, at one time they were a new song. Had we not given those songs an opportunity to be heard, we never would have them today as, as what we call them, a beloved hymn or a staple in our church. So I think there's still being good material written. I think there's still being good songs put out. I think musically uh, we have more than we've ever had before. So uh, Arthur can tell you in the studio, we've never been able to do the things that we're able to do now, in this, even in the studio. I mean, you can, you can build a whole recording setting in your home, sitting on the couch with a computer almost. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I just think, in today's hey, world, we're, again, we're it all goes we're, back we're shooting, to com- we're shooting commercials with cell phones now in the advertising world. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
So you're you're exact you're exactly right. No 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 doubt about that. What does Josh Franks listen to when you're not listening to gospel music? Uh, honest and truthfully, you're probably going to laugh at this. Uh, most of the time, I don't listen to anything. When I'm riding down the road, yeah. uh, most of the time it's silent. I don't even listen to talk radio. I don't listen to music. Um, I just, for whatever reason, uh, I like my silence. After you've had a day of uh, people in and out of the office, and when you've had, uh, you know, when you're, and Arthur may be, uh, like this in some ways, but when you've been in music uh, all day, or you've done a concert, or or you've been in church all day, um, it, you, for me, uh, I want my mind to rest, and I yeah. want a little peace and quiet. So, so yeah. uh, a lot of times I don't listen to much of anything. I have to be honest with you. Quiet is nice sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I will say this. Yeah. But I will say this. I'm I'm a more than being a part of this industry of Southern gospel music, more of being a pastor. Uh, I'm a fan of this music. I'm a fan of the church. I love the music. I love the church. Uh, I, I love the gospel. And so I do listen uh, to, uh, to music, and, and I, I do love it. So, so when I say that I don't listen to it, um, that basically that's riding down the road. But uh, a lot of times during the day in the office, um, I say Alexa play so and so or Siri play so and so and so uh, I I do listen and uh, I'm I'm a fan I'm I'm very uh, I can my wife tells me I can tell you a lot about what's going on in gospel music and what has been going on and I uh, but I have a heart for it and I love it and I want to see it continue because I do believe that we as the church as Southern Gospel Music uh, we have the greatest message in the world and uh, we we need it to be heard. Hey, tell me about the phone call. You're 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 a gospel music fan. You're 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 just like me. You're a closet diesel sniffer. If you wasn't doing something in the gospel music world, you'd be listening to the groups, going to see them. The phone call when they called you from the National Quartet Convention and asked you to participate as an MC had to be like a little kid that always dreamed of playing baseball for the Atlanta Braves, getting in the stadium and getting up to bat. How was that phone call? And then when you walked up on the stage to MC the NQC, how was that? How, what, what kind of thrill was that in your life? You know what? I, honestly, I, I don't have the words to tell you how, how thrilled and excited that I was. Uh, you know, the Bible says – uh, that the Lord would give us the desires of our heart. And uh, when I went almost five years ago, it'll be five years in May, to pastor the church that I'm at now, um, I went there with 12 people and literally no money in the bank. And I knew that God had called me to this church. And I have to be honest with you, my wife and I, we both struggled because we had worked so hard in, uh, in the small ministry that we had as a husband and wife and and, uh, you know, promoting gospel concerts. And I grew up in Southern gospel music. I was born uh, on a Sunday, and the next Sunday my mom and dad took me to church, and I've been in church ever since. And then uh, a few months later they took me to Florence, Alabama, to the day after Thanksgiving, uh, annual sing there. And yeah. so I've been in this all my life. I, You know, I've, I've followed this music. My mom and dad raised me up on this music and in church. And so, so when I took the church, Ashley and I both thought, you know, our days of gospel music, uh, we, we, we felt in our hearts that, man, you know, maybe it's over. Maybe this is what God wants us to do. But it was like the, the sweet, gentle spirit of the Holy Spirit just said, why can't I give you the best of both worlds? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why do you think you have to settle for just one? If, if you want to continue to sing and I've given you the gifts and the talents, why can't you still do it? Uh, and so we came to this church and the Lord's blessed us in all of these little things, uh, being able to be at the national quartet convention and MCing was a dream. I mean, I, that, that was just a dream. And so, uh, so when that phone call came, it was just like the Holy spirit nudged me and said, if you'll do what I've asked you to do, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And it was just like a little golden nugget that he dropped out of heaven. And so, um, so in step on that stage for the first time, say that again. Gave you the best seat in the house, didn't he? 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and to step on that stage was was literally, it was overwhelming. But the thrill that I had, and, and I was ready. Man, I was ready for it. And uh, it's it's been a it's been a dream, and, and things in our ministry, honestly, for Josh and Ashley Franks over the last five years, have been better and bigger than they've ever been before. And so I just know that that's God. And again, as I mentioned a while ago, just being faithful to the call of God, it pays off every time. Absolutely, Josh. I want to talk about wow moments for just a second. Arthur and I had I had a wow moment that I mentioned, Arthur that I had to pick up the phone, and contrary to popular belief, me and Arthur don't talk to each other every day. We just do the podcast once a week. But every once in a while, I'll get a phone call, get a message from somebody. And one of those wow moments for me came from someone who was an atheist. But they said they flipped over onto our podcast because they knew who we were, and they wanted to kind of know what we did. And they saw the name Charlie Daniels, and they listened to Charlie not only sing Devil Went Down to Georgia, but to give his testimony and give his, his, his life story. And he said they listened to that, and um, that caught, when they heard that, they were intrigued, and it drew them in more, and it drew them in more. That was a wow moment for me. When, when I called Arthur and said, hey, man, you ain't going to believe this story here. This guy here. And, Arthur, you remember the phone call a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yep. Josh, what's been one of those wow moments for you when you've met an artist, you've met a fan, you've met an individual, and said, wow, Lord, I knew you were big, but this is bigger than I ever could have dreamed of. Do you have one that sticks out in your mind? That uh, that occurred in your ministry and or anything like that. <laughs> That's a tough question. I have to be honest. That is a very tough question. Um, it, you know, when we, when we were talking about the Cortez Convention, that was a well moment uh, yeah. this year. Not only did I MC, but we were invited to sing. Uh, that was a well moment for us, uh, and 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 we've been able to. Um, and Arthur has been there as well. You know, we've been we've been able to sing at a lot of the major events. Um, and and I'll be honest with you, and I, I don't say this uh, as a, as a feel sorry for me by no means, uh, but it is a little more difficult um, when number one you're young, yeah. um, number two uh, you're a, you're a duet. I mean, you don't have uh, four people uh, like the Kingdom Airs in front and. And then, and, and then for them, they have the band in the back. So it's a little more but difficult for us. tell him, Arthur, he don't have to pay as many people either, does he? That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> or put up with their attitudes. Or, yeah, I get it. I get it. So, but, you know, but for us, for those people, and I can honestly say that, for those people who have um, opened their arms, uh, their kindness, their love, their support, and given us the platform and the stages all across this country, every one of those to me is a wow moment because I just sat back and go, it has to be the Lord. Yeah. And um, uh, I was I was privileged. I believe Arthur. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I've been a part of the SGMA and as as part of the board of directors there uh, for several years now. And it was my understanding of Charlie Waller uh, indicated unto me that I could have possibly been one of the youngest that came on as as one of the board of directors. Um, when I came on board when the Quartet Convention was in Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, so that's a, that's an honor and a privilege. So to me, that's a wow moment. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, that that's a that's a blessing. I'm I just I go back to it, but I'm just so blessed. God's been so good to me. So uh, there's a lot of wow moments in my life. Arthur, I know we got to get out of here, but uh, what you, what else you got for Josh, my friend? Well, we, we just uh, I I just appreciate your your faithfulness uh, uh, to to the industry and, and to hold just being a friend to gospel music and uh, and not only uh, uh, out here singing but at your church and and uh, well you just do a great job and we just appreciate everything you do. Josh, once again, well, same to you, Arthur. I appreciate you. Before we get out of here, tell the fine folks again about Josh and Ashley Frank, your ministry, your website, your church, 
what's going on, where they can see you this winter, Any, anything you want to throw out there, pitches, whatever you need to do, my friend. Thank you for your time today. And, hey, thanks for uh, being frank with us, for lack of a better word. I know that's a play on words, but uh, I, I appreciate your heart, and I appreciate where you come from. I really, truly do, because I believe in your heart it's kind of like ours. It's all about the gospel. At the end of the day, it's all about the gospel and uh, you want to see people not only saved but encouraged to live a better life. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% correct. And I pray uh, every day that uh, people can see our heart, that it's transparent, and uh, they can see that uh, we do. We want to see people saved, and we want to see those that are there encouraged and blessed. You can find more information about us at our website, joshandashleyfranks.com. Of course, we're on all the social media sites, and uh, our church is called People's Tabernacle. Uh, our website is PTC, ptcsavannah.com. Of course, if you go to joshandashleyfranks.com, there's a link to our church. And uh, we got a lot of upcoming events. Uh, we'll be making our regular, as all of gospel music uh, artists will, our regular run to Florida for a few days to get away from the cold and to uh, soak up the beautiful sunshine, and uh, we'll be in Louisiana. Here and there and everywhere, you can find all that at joshnashthefranks.com. Some of our upcoming events uh, that we promote, uh, we have our uh, annual hometown sing in our hometown. It's a two-day event in March, uh, 21st and 22nd. We have a Saturday night uh, sing at our high school, have a large event, and then Sunday morning, uh, a lot of people stay over. They come to our church on Sunday morning. And uh, they're able to come. We sing. We have guests. Uh, I preach. It's just a big day. Then we have old-fashioned dinner on the grounds following. Everybody just chimes in. It's just a fun weekend. They can get away and come to Savannah for the weekend. We have our annual Jackson Sings the Gospel in uh, the summer in Jackson, Tennessee, as well as our Vaughn Quartet Festival in uh, Lawrenceburg. And uh, one of these days, it's going to work that the great kingdom marriage are going to come to our quartet festival. Oh, They're wow. about probably one of the only quartets that hadn't been to the James D. Vaughn Quartet Festival. So Dolly's going to have to let them off at least <laughs> one summer for them to come to Lawrenceburg. <laughs> there, there you go. Josh, you're so busy. You're, 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 you're moving. You're doing everything. Who do you want to be like when you grow up? <laughs> I want to be just like Arthur Rush. That's who I want to be like. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? I mean, that, that, he's got the best job in gospel music. I tell him that every single week. I want to tell you. Yeah. If I could hold notes out as long as Arthur Rice, man, I'd be in hog heaven. I just want to hold one of them long notes out like he does. <laughs> I mean, just think about this, Josh. You get to sing the same place every day. You get to play golf two or three times a week. You get to sleep in your own bed with your own my pillow every night. Little shameless plug for our sponsor there. But Arthur's got it made, does he not? Hey, it's a wonderful life, but God's <laughs> blessed him. And Arthur, I'm proud for you, my friend. Well, me too. <laughs> me too. No more, any more surprised than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we appreciate your time. We're going to get you and your wife on here together before long, if you don't mind. I'd love to talk to you. Hey, I would together. love that. And, and we'll, and we'll have some fun. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. We'll share this with you, and we'll talk to you soon. Arthur, if you'll hold Thanks the line. Bye. Josh, appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Thanks bye, so bye. much. Bye-bye. For the one with cancer who's been told they're losing the fight For the man who once had it all, now he roams the streets at night For those who long to undo all the wrongs and make them right There is hope because
this arthur what do you think i mean that was great that was great you know um he is he is a lot wiser than he is that his age will portray he really is and 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 kind of always been that way and you're right i mean he, he's 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 an old soul i mean that's and, the first uh, time i've ever had the opportunity to talk to him and yeah. uh you know when you do these interviews after a while and you'll you'll know this from doing them you can tell the people as they start, and this is this is no shame on anybody, but sometimes when they start, they're guarded because they're like, "Who's this guy asking me these questions?" And what's he? Why is he asking them? Hey, yeah. But then yeah. all of a sudden, they come to a point where they just don't care, and they just start blah 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 blah, and they feel comfortable. You, you follow what I'm saying? Josh's oh, pretty yeah. comfortable from from. From day one, so it ain't like he's trying to hide anything or hide who no, he is or what he represents. That's what I love about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Arthur, we're, we're before we go. 2019 been a year of change. We talked about that with Josh. You've saw the change. You see it. You, you're not as you, you don't get to see it on the on the circuit because y'all are there at Dollywood. What are you seeing as far as in house though with your crowds? Are they growing? Are they staying about the same? You're seeing uh, more attention to what you're doing. What, what's your What's your thought about the Kingdom Mayors in, in your ministry? You know, I, our I've seen this year. I, you know, our our crowds have, have grown, uh, and, and the the, the uh, I, I've seen a lot of teenagers yeah. in our crowd this year, um, which is very encouraging. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, so many times we, we, I think as older, you know, I'm the same way with my boys. A lot of times, I, I feel like, well, they, they won't like this, they won't like this, or they won't like this music, or they won't like that. But you know, I'll, you just got to give them a chance. 
uh, to like it. And most of the time, they they do. They just want something sincere. And uh, and I think once they see that, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a different time and it's a different era. When you and I were coming along, we were educated in things like what's number three hundred thirty three in the Redback book. We all knew it was yeah, I fly but, away. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I got a twenty six year old. He'll he'll listen to gospel music, but I, if I said to him, "What's three thirty three in the Redback book?" He wouldn't know. Anyway. Would your kids know? Uh, probably not. I mean, what's 120? Victory in Jesus. Would your yeah. kids know that? Does that mean that they don't like the music? No, it just means it was served to them in a different way. Maybe through YouTube, yeah. Yeah. maybe through you know Facebook, yeah. maybe through Instagram, through Pinterest. So I think a lot of our thought processes and the way things are, and I really believe, and I said this the other day on a post I made, uh, that, that God is uh, up to some unorthodox things when it comes to gospel music and the future of gospel music. And if if we're shallow, and I use that word with capital letters and bold print, if we're shallow enough to think that that it's going to be like it always was, then we're crazy. I think it's kind of a time period between if you think about it, you, you you look at the Blackwood era that went into the Jubilee era, that went into the, the Cathedral era, that kind of went into the Gaither era. I think we're about to see something new and bold, and it's going to shake the world by storm. Who knows what that yeah. is? God himself does. But, you know, if, if folks just keep doing what they're doing and, and uh, you know, proclaiming the gospel, I think everything's going to be okay. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. It's just like our conversation with uh, Jason Crabb. You know, I think God's using different people in different ways. Yeah. I mean, heck, there's there's no other art form in the world. And I say art form opposed to ministry because it truly is an art form. There's no other art form in the world that you got Jason Crabb on one hand, you got the primitive on the other, you know? Yeah. Think about it yeah. that way. You got Josh Franks on one side yeah. and David Phelps on the other. You know, he talked about holding out yeah. notes, but you know, it is what it is. Um, big it's, old thing for us. It's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's a, I mean, we've we've been blessed this year, my friend. Hey, before we get out of there, looking back and and, and I wanna th- let me let me say this personally, okay, for everybody out there. Arthur and I have built a long distance friendship doing this show week after week after week. But a lot of you don't know this. A lot of you know that I went through open heart surgery on July 1st. As much as any friend I have, Arthur checked in with my wife, called her, checked on me, thought enough about me to pray about me. And, uh, hey, if I hadn't told you I appreciate that this year, man, I really do. Thank you for well, doing that. And, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we get to see each other, what, once, twice a year at the most? Yeah. So, you know, we're on different ends of the spectrum, but we talk probably once a week to do this show and, and to do so. So thank you for that friendship, and thank you for caring enough, and uh, thank you for what you do for gospel music. It's an unsung, un- unsung hero. Hey, what's what's been your favorite show that you've done this year, the, the one that you left and you actually went home and told your wife or kids about? Because it, there's only been a few that I've done that because my wife gets tired of hearing me talk about gospel music all the time. But, uh, but what, what's been that one show that you walked home and you said, hey, I heard, I talked so-and-so today? You know, I, boy, that's hard. Because uh, there was a bunch. I mean, I, I really enjoyed every single one of them. There wasn't a one that I didn't yeah. didn't really love. I think I, probably I, I really enjoyed the, the, the conversation with, with Jason Crabb. I thought that program was, was yeah. great. And I just love him anyways. And, and uh, uh uh, I, I just really enjoyed that, and and uh, I think that's probably one of the ones that sticks out to me. Um, I tell you, I tell you one that I enjoyed, and the reason I think I enjoyed it is because I think a lot of our listeners identified more with it. Um, T. Graham Brown. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, you know because T. talked about, hey, I you know I'm the lowest of the lows. I'm I'm yeah. the, I'm the lowest of, but I think about all the shows we've did over the past two years. I mean, you know, the Charlie Daniels show that's that sticks out just because, 
just because the icon that he is. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what genre of music you talk about. You and I can go to the inner city of Atlanta and mention Charlie Daniels, and they're going to say the fiddle man devil went down to Georgia, you know? Or we can go to Detroit or Los Angeles, California, and they know who Charlie Daniels is. I even think about last year when we talked to Russ Taft, and I, I think yeah. about that interview, you know? Yeah, that was so, real. So, yeah. and you know, they, they just get better and better in 2020. We're going to get gooder and gooder. What do you think about that, Arthur? Absolutely. Hey, man. We're going to get out of here. I always ask you this question. You tell me the answer. What's wrong with living right anyway, Arthur? Not a thing. Not a thing. We'll talk to you soon on SGNP. Thank you for listening to SGNP. If you're listening on radio, please note you can listen to our podcast 24-7 on your own schedule. Just download wherever you get your podcasts from or visit us online at southerngospelnewspodcast.com. To hear it on your smart speaker, just ask Alexa or Google to play Southern Gospel News Podcast. And after listening, please leave a remark in the remarks section and subscribe, and you'll receive our program free every Friday. And remember to check out Southern Gospel News Podcast social media for daily fun and giveaways. We're the audible voice of gospel music. We look to uplift you every week. SGNP, where it's all about the gospel.